a pledge of allegiance to the flag and the states of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, and invisible, and we're and justice for all. Hello and welcome everybody to the Simple Answers Podcast. My name is Mike Turek. I will be your host today on Friday, uh, November 23rd, 2018. And today is the 19th episode of the podcast. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking, well, I am not really we today. I will be talking all about, let's see, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her rampant stupidity about the U.S. government. Glad that she is now a New York representative. Thank you, New York City. Uh, And uh, some other things from the Pledge of Allegiance, which uh, you've just heard, courtesy of my uh, oldest son. And uh, a couple other things from uh, Hitler and Trump to uh, gun control. So stay tuned. Well, guys, I just want to say thank you. Um, It is uh, the day after uh, Thanksgiving. It is Black Friday. Um, And I'm sitting here all alone. No one here beside me. Um, Gerard and uh, Kyle couldn't... uh, couldn't be with me today due to the holiday, so we wish them the best of luck and the best of uh, Thanksgiving. Um, I'm, I am, I want to start off first by saying I am thankful for each and every single one of you in the 1787 uh, Army because you guys have made and continued to let this channel grow. Uh, you're sharing stuff on Facebook in record numbers. You're liking things in Facebook uh, via record numbers, um, and I. I really do appreciate it. I am thankful. I never knew that this channel would grow. The podcast would grow to what it's been. And I'm hopeful that in the next year it can grow even further. So uh, with that, if you are watching this for the first time and you aren't a subscriber uh, on YouTube, hit that big red subscribe button and definitely hit that bell notification button to uh, know when every single video is published. And uh, like, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1787 Media Network, Twitter, uh, 17, at 1787 Media Net. And um, you can email us if you want to just ask us a question or if you want to rant about how bad of a job we're doing or even how good of a job we're doing. Uh, you can email us anytime at uh, 1787 Media Network at gmail.com. Um, so let's dive right into the news today because I don't want to be talking for that long by myself. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is, uh, <laughs> is this, I, I, I am scared to think that this girl came out of our school system, our college system, is the youngest female or youngest person ever to be elected to congress in recent times she's a democratic socialist because that makes a lot of sense and this girl literally has no clue about economics or even how the government works uh who i am talking about is i'm sure you've heard is uh democrat elect 
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democratic from New York City. Um, and in a recent, it's funny. So this girl puts herself out there. I, I literally believe that she she barricaded herself with a sit-in in Nancy Pelosi's office when she got to uh, to Washington. Like, that's a smart move. Seriously, that is brilliant. Let's first make enemies with your party leader. Perfect way to get your way. Like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. But according to uh, a news article published by The Blaze, um, it says uh, (laughs) during a conference call with leftist political group Justice Democrats, uh, Representative Elect uh, Cortez revealed that she has no idea what the three branches of government are. Now, 101 civics, which is not taught anymore in any public school, I just want to say I'm pretty sure that the three branches of government, if if my recollection recalls correctly, is the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, she is quoted by saying, quote, if we work our butts off to make sure that we take back all three chambers of Congress, uh, rather all three chambers of government, the presidency, the Senate, and the House, end quote. I'm pretty sure that the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria were better answers than that. I mean, really? I mean, come on now. This is Civics 101. If you are a government leader in the free world, you are a congressional member, and you don't even know what the three branches government. Apparently, we don't need a judiciary anymore. It just throws it out right out the window, right? It, it's it's absolutely incredible that somebody of this caliber who says, I'm so smart, and I'm so this doesn't even know how the fundamental workings of our government work. But it's okay. We'll just continue to uh, dish out Civics 101 here. Alexandria, you are welcome to learn executive, judicial, and legislative. Those are your three branches. Now, I can make a I can make a thing that she was, you know, uh, stepping over words, maybe because she's angry and was trying to think of the chambers of Congress. Maybe. Um, you know, we do forget that Congress is not just the house, but it is the people's house and the Senate. Um, so I'll give her that, but this doesn't make you look good. It doesn't make the left look good. Um, and, uh, you know, and then of course she, she went in and tried to attack Republicans, uh, by tweeting out, a uh, a little thing saying maybe instead of Republicans drooling over every minute of footage of me in slow mo waiting to chop up word slips that I correct in real tob, t o m d. I don't know what that is. Maybe it was supposed to be time. Apparently she can't spell either. They actually step up enough to make the argument that they want to make, um, that they don't believe people deserve a right to health care. I have. No idea where she was going with that. Apparently, uh, people don't deserve a right to health care. And this this libertarian conservative Republican says, no, no, you don't. It's not government's job to protect you and provide health care. It's yours. Health care is not a right. If you want it to be a right, amend the Constitution.
it just doesn't make any sense to me why these people think that they have to legislate all this crap and they think that these things are rights. The Constitution has an amendment clause. Get a majority in the Senate and then take it out to the states. If they amend it, you get it. Then we can say healthcare is a right. But until then, it's not. Period. End of story. So here I want to go into other rights, okay? Because here's one thing that uh, I think is really going to drive a lot of New York Staters uh, a little crazy. Um, I want to go right into a, uh, a proposed Senate bill for the New York State uh, Senate. Senate bill number 9191. I believe this was, um, let me see, Kevin S. Booker, 21st uh, Senate District uh, Democrat from, of course, New York City. I believe it was Brooklyn, uh, who, by the way, owes like 50K in uh, back taxes. But, you know, it's cool. Um, he's he's right on par for New York's legislature. I mean, corrupt and a grimy sleazebag that wants to take your rights away. So here we go. Uh, here's the summary of this bill. I'm going to read it and then we'll talk about it because this this is insane. And what I want everyone outside of New York to remember is this is this is the start to what other states will do. New York wants to go progressive, way progressive left, more progressive than California, more progressive than Washington, D.C., more progressive than Seattle. You're going to start seeing these things happen. You're going to start seeing red flag laws. I mean, you already are. People are losing their firearms because red flag laws and they're ordinary citizens. Uh, we saw the SAFE Act last, you know, a couple years ago, and you saw hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers become violent felons for owning a piece of plastic in their gun safe overnight. Tuesday it was fine. Wednesday it wasn't. And now they're violent felons. Um, we're going to get a safe act two come. I'm sure 2019 spring. And again, people are going to feel safe because safe's in the name, but all they're doing is making people criminals and it, it's terrible. So here's one of the proposed things that they want to do. The summary of uh, uh, Bill S-9191, New York State Senate, um, re relates to requiring social media and search engine reviews prior to the approval of an application or renewal of a license to carry or possess a pistol or revolver. Requires a person applying for a license to carry or possess a pistol or revolver or a renewal of such license to consent to having his or her social media accounts and search engine history reviewed and investigated for certain posts and or searches over a period of one to three years 
prior to the approval of such application or renewal. You what? So let me think about this. To get my license or a renewal of such license, I have to, you are forcing me to consent to a search and seizure of information. I have to give you my logins. I have to give you my email. And this is this is very specific. Google searches, you, uh, Yahoo searches, Bing searches. Social media accounts of Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and uh, Snapchat. So... If, if I go in and I say, okay, Sheriff, I want to apply for my pistol permit, I then have to give them access to my account so they can look. There is no maybe. If I don't consent to it, they go, nope, we can't give you an application. This is first off a violation of Amendment Number 4, illegal search and seizure. You, you cannot... You absolutely cannot sit there and tell me to be able to do something. You have to consent to this. And I'm going to tear through all of your stuff and make sure that you didn't say the word, you know, school and shooting in the same sentence in the last three years. If you did, sorry, we're not giving you this. You're going to be put on the terrorist watch list and everything else is going to be taken away. Now, granted, that's not in the writing, but why wouldn't it be, right? But what about the Second Amendment? In my opinion, we shouldn't even have pistol permits. I believe they're unconstitutional. If I want to own a pistol, why should the government tell me I can and how many and what kind? If I want to own a pistol, I should just be able to go to my local firearm store, pick out a nice, you know, Glock or whatever, and hand him cash and see you later. Pass my background check and see you later. I'm okay with background checks. I'm not okay with licensing to carry. I have a right to carry. Period. End of story. I have a right to carry as many bullets as I want. I have a right to carry whatever firearm I want. So... Now they're telling me that, oh, yeah, well, in in regards to pistols and revolvers, I'm sorry, we're going to make another line of bureaucracy and say, oh, no, just to get your license, you have to sub- you have to subject yourself to an illegal search and seizure of information on your background. Then you have to pass a background check, which I'm OK with. Then you have to apply for the license, get okay to to actually carry, which I still believe is unconstitutional, and then we'll grant you your permit to carry the gun that the founders say that you should be able to carry without any restrictions whatsoever. We have the Second Amendment for a very specific purpose, to arm private citizens with whatever they feel is necessary type of arms to directly stand in the way of a tyrannical government that is crushing our our God-given human rights of our Constitution. It's that simple. 
you, then people will sit there and tear it apart. Oh, well, you know, it says well-regulated militia. And, and so according to the Militia Act of 1792, the militia is described as men between 18 and 45. That's it. It doesn't say anything else. So, yeah, if we're going on terms of that, cool. I can be a militia. I'm 18 to 45. I'm 31 years old. I'm a male. I'm militia. Cool. It doesn't mean that the militia has to fight back and, you know, be a, a subsecret force that everyone's, you know, terrified of unless the government is tyrannical and radical and crushing on your rights. Then it is the duty of the American people who are armed citizens via the Second Amendment to protect themselves against that tyrannical government. It's that simple. That is why we have the Second Amendment. And that is why I believe none of this should be legal. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, this will go through New York State Senate. It will go through the assembly. It's in committee right now. It'll go through the committee. It'll go through the legislature because the the Democrat and the progressive left's left has the the assembly and the state senate and the governorship. And I guarantee you this will go through and become law because nobody is going to sit there and go, yep, nope, this is unconstitutional. We shouldn't do it. None of them care. The Constitution is literally just a brown piece of paper that they can wipe their ass with. It's that simple. And we're seeing it more and more. This is a blatant, blatant disregard to our human inalienable rights of this country. And they're trampling on them and they don't give a crap. Because they're going to say, well, it makes you safer. So does having the Second Amendment make me safer. Period. End of story. It, it's it's absolute lunacy to me. Um, I am actually going to try and get um, someone to speak on this a little bit more. Um, I'm hoping to do that within the next couple weeks. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, but <laughs> let's let's move on to a couple other things. Let's let's move on to uh, the real reason why my kid said the pledge at the uh, beginning of the show. A couple days ago, a um, according to um, let's see, faithwire.com headline reads: Teacher banned from school for thanking kids who stood during Pledge of Allegiance. Now, this was a substitute teacher. Um. He was from Missouri. He has been let go from his job after he thanked students for standing during the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, Jim Firkin said he had been working in St. Louis County for 10 years before the incident took place. Um, according to the teacher, 22 of 24 students he has been teaching uh, decided to take part in the pledge, rising to their feet and reciting the famed text. Uh, following this show of patriotism, uh, Firkin thanked the students for their respect and pride in their country. Uh, and he is quoted to say, so I say, 
Thank you very much, all of you that participated. I appreciate that, and I'm sure all of those families that lost loved ones so we could have the freedoms we have today would appreciate that too. Uh, end quote. That's what he said, and that's what got him fired. So I want to break this down because first off, my the, the clip you heard at the beginning of the show was my four-year-old son. Um, he will be five in a couple weeks. He is in pre-K here in New York State, and they are teaching him the pledge. And he needed help with it for a couple days, and finally he's got it down pat to where he knows every word. Might not be able to say him perfectly, but he knows every word. He doesn't know the meaning yet, but that's fine. He will, especially in this household. But every single time that he comes and says, Dad, I want to say the pledge. I, okay. Tell me the pledge, kid. And every single time we, you know, we yell and cheer for him at the end. And we give him a big high five. And he is absolutely ecstatic because he knows that he just did something super awesome. Even though he might not know what it is yet. But he will. He will know the... the the reason of why we say that and we and the meaning behind it. But this, this is ludicrous. This is what is, this was, this is literally exactly what scared me about sending my kid to a public school because I honestly didn't believe in today's day and age in New York State, even upstate, that kids would be, you know, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. I didn't even think it would be taught. I think it would be like, oh, yeah, that pledge thing. It's like Hitler. Don't, don't, don't even go near it. And that's literally what I thought. And here we are in my little lone school district and they're teaching my kid the pledge. And that's fantastic. 22 of 24 students decided in his class to recite the pledge. When I was growing up, now, mind you, I graduated high school in 2005 so times were a little different. Um, you still had leftists in school, but you never felt the pressure of the left crushing you in public school like it is now, back in 2005 even. So everybody stood for the pledge. There were a few, maybe like five in my entire class. And my class, mind you, was 750 students that didn't stand for the pledge every morning. Everybody in my homeroom, 30 people, stood for the pledge every morning. And like I said, there were a few that I knew of that didn't, but it wasn't rampant. I don't even think it's rampant today. I think the left wants you to believe that it's rampant. 22 of 24 students in St. Louis. Now I'm assuming because every, every city is more or less a liberal breeding ground. I'm not entirely sure about St. Louis, but I would assume so it is. But even if you went down to New York City, I bet that you could find 22 of 24 kids standing for the pledge. Because as long as you're taught it, you stand up for it. You're taught to stand for the national anthem. My boys, four and now three, stand for the, stand for the national anthem. When we go out to the fair or to a sporting event or to whatever, they stand. They cover their heart. They know the drill. They don't know what it means yet or really what the country is. 
But they'll learn that. That's the point. You want them to understand why these things are important and not just saying, oh, you can't say thank you to those those kids because those two other kids are going to feel left out and they didn't get a participation trophy. So it's that simple. Now, maybe this teacher could have instead have said, you know, instead of saying, oh, yeah, I appreciate, you know, that those families appreciate because they're fighting for our freedoms. That's all well and good. But maybe he could have just said, hey, guys, thank you for standing for the pledge. And that's it. He didn't have to elaborate. And I understand free speech allows him to say these things. But knowing knowing what the culture is today, as soon as he said, oh, you know, the, the families that fight for our freedoms and those loved ones would really appreciate it. As soon as he says, you know, oh, don't kneel, which he didn't say, but I'm just saying, if he had said, oh, don't kneel for the national anthem because of this, that, the other thing, the political climate today w- would literally hang him. And it did. He lost his job of 10 years as a substitute teacher because all he did was say, thank you for being an American. Thank you for standing up and saying, hey, I appreciate what you just did. Every day, I cheer my kid when he comes home and he says, hey, dad, I want to say the pledge. Cool. I stop everything. Hey, go ahead. Tell me the pledge. And he feels amazing because he does it. And that's the way it should make you feel. It should make you feel as if you are an amazing American because you just said the pledge. This is a crock of crap. This is what we need to start fighting against in our schools. And the left needs to understand that before when I was in school, they owned colleges. Now they own colleges through elementary school. And it's really sad to say, it's really sad that this brainwashing that the left has been doing for a hundred years is starting earlier and earlier and earlier. And now that by the time that these kids get into high school, they are being, they're being bred to be liberal socialists. And if we don't step in and say, Hey, it starts with learning the pledge. Then it goes with, Hey, thank you. Here's why you say it and having them understand why not just, oh, you say it because you have to. That's what we need to start doing and fighting against the socialist, the democratic socialist thought process of don't do anything American because America is bad. And that's ridiculous. America is nothing but the beacon of hope for the rest of the world. Yeah, we've done bad things. I disagree with some things that America has done, but I still stand behind her because I don't want to go live anywhere else. I don't want to go and live in a broke nation that tried socialism and failed, or tried communism and failed, or tried whatever and failed because they didn't try capitalism and free America guided by principles like that 
in the Constitution saying that we have a we are the only country in the world, developed or not, that has the ability written on our Constitution that says the government can't do anything if I say something. Period. End of story. You might want to sit there and go, oh, well, you know, Europe, they're pretty developed. Or, you know, oh, we always go to Sweden. Or how about Canada? Canada's really nice in the wintertime. You know, you can say whatever you want there. Wrong. You can be jailed and fined for speech in Canada, in Germany, in Europe, in Sweden, in wherever. The only country on the face of the earth that has complete and utter free speech is America because our founders knew that was the thing to do. That our mind and creativity and American exceptionalism. Oh, I just used a terrorist word. Sorry. Um, our American exceptionalism comes from our free thought and free speech process. So now that I'm talking on free speech, here's here's something that caught my eye. Again, another story from The Blaze um, entitled, let's see, this one came out the other day. It is entitled, Man Who Yelled Hail Hitler, Hail Trump, painted by media leftists as pro-Trump. And uh, it goes into, apparently, uh, there was a Fiddler on the Roof performance last week in Baltimore when an audience member shouted, Hail Hitler, Hail Trump. Um, so, of course, the the media and the left ran with this on all of the social media, tweeting out Mediaite, tr- uh, tweeted out Trump supporter, uh, interprets Fiddler on the Roof performance, uh, shouting, Hail Hitler, Hail Trump. Uh, George Taki, we all love and know him, right? Another one of Donald's deplorables. Um, and, you know, it goes on and on. Uh, the best one is uh, Carolina Workers Collective said, they are becoming bolder. We must continue to stand up to them, expose them, and defend against them. Smash fascism everywhere, every day. Um and it's actually kind of funny. So it turns out that amid all of this, you know, mudslinging and such, uh, the gentleman who shouted this was actually uh, not uh, a Trump supporter, but he was an anti-Trumper and wasn't too proud of his actions, it reads. He is quoted by saying, I am so embarrassed and ashamed and disgusted of myself. Uh, Tony Derlunas, 58, told WBAL-TV, I don't think, I didn't think at the time about my frustrations with President Trump, and I was trying to compare Trump to Hitler because he plays into the fears of people, and it just came out wrong. Huh. Interesting. It just came out wrong. I say a lot. And I'm not a professional speaker. I am no Rush Limbaugh. I am no Glenn Beck. I am no whoever. 
and a lot of times my brain gets going and my mouth gets motoring and I will say things the wrong way. Happens all the time. I misspeak. This isn't, I, I've never just been like, hell Trump, hell Hitler, because I want to and I'm in a crowded theater. I have a brain, there's some intelligence up there, and that's stuff you don't say. According to the news article, it uh, also said that, you know, it opened up a whole lot of fear and people thought that there was going to be a mass shooting. So, you know, 911 is called and this whole hoopla and whatnot. And in today's political climate, that's probably true. Especially because it's funny that he says that Trump plays into fears of people, but yet that is the left's playbook. That's the right's playbook now, too, because they're literally just a strong, uh, you know, another arm of the Democrat Party. But, oop, mass shooting, oop, fear, never let a good fear crisis go to waste. Cool. We can ban guns now because people fear guns. They're going to get shot. Ooh, people fear this. So let's ban this. Ooh, global warming. That's a good one, right? People fear that the earth is going to explode and we're all going to melt or we're all going to get whatever because the earth is changing. Oh, fear. Cool. Global warming is is this big thing and let's all be fearful of it to, to push green products and to push, you know, Al Gore's new movie and all this other good crap. But yet it's all just a ruse. You're playing on fear. Larry Sharp literally said in the interview that we did in the last podcast, he said, fear makes people make bad decisions. And it's true. Because you're not thinking clearly. You're just going, "Ah, I'm afraid. Don't kill me. Oh my God, I don't want to die. And they go, here, take my rights. It's cool. I don't want them because I'm, I'm afraid. Fastest way. For this country to change is to continue to give up our rights. Now, was this guy in his right to say this? Sure he was. Was it in poor taste for him to say this where he said it? Yes, it was. But for the, the, for the, the blatant disregard for the truth in the media today is just bogus. And that's what we try and do here is uncover stories like this to show that the mainstream media just wants a talking point. All they want to do is say, that Trump supporter, I don't like them because they support Trump. And I don't. Their beliefs are different, so they're automatically wrong. And they suck. And they deserve to get buried under all of this stuff. And never to be seen or heard of again. Their free speech doesn't matter, only mine. And that is what we are dealing with in today's day and age. And I'm sad to say it's only going to get worse. It literally is going to get worse and worse and worse. Because the more we allow them to just go, yeah, yeah, we're cool with this. It's fine. We'll just keep living because we're good people. And all we want to do is just be left alone. Eventually you will see all of the things that you never thought you were going to see in America. You're going to see the dismantleization of free speech. You're going to see the dismantleization of the Second Amendment. And without those two things, what do we have? We have the Nazi brown shirts walking through, going, oh, we don't like you. You're different than me. 
and you don't believe in democratic socialism because it really isn't a thing and we're going to get rid of you. And then where does our country go from there? And I know I'm being like crazy and everyone's going to think, Oh Mike, you're being crazy. This, this wouldn't work here. You know, there's, there's more rednecks out there that have guns than, you know, leftists that have guns. We'll, we'll just do a civil war. It'll be over. We'll reinstate the government. Yeah, that might happen. It might. But why should we allow it to get to that? What we should be doing is looking at our government and holding them accountable and saying, listen, your crap is done. I'm not allowing you to do this anymore. You are not impeding my rights. And if you are, we're going to take you to court. And we're going to follow the proper process to make sure that my rights are firmly established as they were in the Constitution everywhere. It is BS that New York State is trying to take away all of your inalienable rights just by saying, we're going to legislate them away. And you know what? You're too stupid to figure it out. But that's exactly what they're doing. And the federal government is doing it exactly the same way. We're not allowed to say this. We're not allowed to say that. Oh, why we're not allowed to say that? Because it might be hurtful. All oh, the, the snowflakes might, you know, end up in tears. Wah. Life's tough. Get a helmet. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense how this could be the America we're living in that a teacher can't thank someone because they said the Pledge of Allegiance. That a congresswoman doesn't even know how our government functions, let alone anything about the economy and her $39 trillion extra spending. That a senator from New York in the New York State Senate is trying to strip away your Fourth and Second Amendment rights solely based on fear and fear-mongering. It's crap. It's absolute crap, and I'm sick and tired of it. And I, and I hope that everyone watching this program will be now fired up, get involved, join the 1787 Army, follow these, and don't just make a little Facebook post. But actually go out, call your call your congressman, call your local assemblyman, call your senator, call your governor, and be like, yo, dude, yo, ma'am, you are leading us down a unconstitutional path. And if you continue to do it, we're going to investigate you. Because these we need something to push back against all this. And, and the only way we're going to do it is by the people getting fed up enough that they want to take their country back. It's that simple. And I hope that maybe we won't maybe we won't have our heads stuck in the sand for very much longer. More and more people are waking up. But we have to start not just it doesn't start with the presidency. It starts local. It do, it's not always a, everyone always wonder worries about oh my god who's going to run the country who's going to run congress who's going to run your state that's what matters 
doesn't matter about the president. He doesn't make laws. He just pushes agendas. It's the Congress that's there for 30, 40 years. The president's only there for eight. How much damage can he do? The legislature does the damage. Now, granted, there are exceptions now with more and more presidents using executive orders. But those can be overdone by the next president and then go away. Look at all the damage uh, Obama did and look at all the great Trump is doing by getting rid of all that damage. So, guys, I want to leave you with this. Yesterday was Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? I want to hear it in the comments below. Tell me what you are honestly thankful for. Comment below on uh, this video's ad on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1787mediannetwork, or comment below on uh, on the YouTube channel, uh, 1787media network on YouTube, or you can... Uh, you can I, I don't know. I know you can comment on SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud Simple Answers Podcast. I don't think you're allowed to do it on... Uh, on iTunes, but that's okay. You know, come join us on Twitter then, 1787 Media Net. Guys, till next time, I am Mike Turk for the 1787 Media Network and the Simple Answers Podcast. Stay strong.